it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing With your host, Betsy Esparza. independent bookstore. I'm happy to be back on the air with all of you and with you, Martin, after a short winter hiatus. Without further ado, let's get into it. We're welcoming the three Republican candidates for Brewster County Judge today. I'll ask them all the same questions, though their answers may lead to various follow-ups. We're doing it in alphabetical order. Greg Hennington is a native of Gatesville, Texas, and he's a Texas Aggie with a degree in finance. He has a master's degree in business administration from the University of Dayton, Ohio. He worked in banking before moving to Terlingua in 1992 and started Far Flung Outdoor Center. He is the former chief of Terlingua Fire and EMS and serves on the board of directors of the Big Bend Hospital District, Studi Butte Water Supply Corporation, and the Big Bend Natural History Association. Welcome, Greg. Thank you. What qualifies you for the office of Brewster County Judge? Let's do the elevator that pitch. A good <laughs> um, you know, I think there are three things that come to mind uh, when I look at the county judge's position. And county judge position is sort of a financial, chief financial officer, chief executive officer. So for me, it's three things. One, uh, my business background. So started out in banking and then uh, since 1992 when I moved here, my wife and I have uh, started a business and grown it over the last 30 years. So I'm intimately involved in business affairs, financial planning, budgeting. Uh, I still do my own books. I've done that for years. And the second thing is just leadership in the community. So um, sort of have followed the philosophy be part of the problem or part of the solution. I always felt like I wanted to be part of the solution. And got active in, for me, was EMS and became fire chief. I was a paramedic. Uh, and then served on our water board down south and then uh, serve on the hospital district board. So community leadership would be the second one for me. And then lastly, the county judge, a lot of folks uh, may not realize that it's the county judge is sort of head of emergency management. And I'm certainly uniquely qualified for that because of my background in emergency management down south and as chief of the fire department. Were you um, uh, interested in emergency services before you moved to Terlingua or did being so far away from everything else in the world sort of propel you in that direction? Good question. I, I got my EMT in 1986, and I, I did it because, interestingly enough, uh, I owned I owned the river company all the way back to 86, but I wasn't doing it full time. And when I arrived here in 92, what I found was that a lot of my staff couldn't, uh, they needed training because the park requires a certain amount of wilderness medicine training. And so it, it started out as me training my own staff in first aid. And as time went on, interestingly enough, the very board I sit on, Big Bend Hospital District, uh, came to me back in the uh, early 2000s and said, if you'll go get your paramedic, we'll pay for it if you'll stay in the community and serve the community. And I said, that's a no-brainer. So I got into paramedicine, and I really enjoyed it. So it, for me, now it's all, I tell people it's sort of like a hobby. I mean, some people collect stamps. I, I like running EMS. <laughs> 
How do you weigh the um, administrative duties of the county judge with the judicial duties? You know, I, I will, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not deeply knowledgeable about the judicial side of it. I know it's a, a fairly small percentage of the job, um, and I think that that's probably going to be involved a lot of listening. But the administrative side, right up my wheelhouse in terms of financial uh, and, and understanding how to get things done. What county programs need more attention or development? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, there's going to be, a, I think there's going to be some things on the table over the next few years that are going to be uh, of issue to all of us. Tourism is a big one. I'm in the tourism business, have been for a long time. I think we've got to have a frank conversation about what tourism looks like going forward. Uh, you know, we welcome our visitors to our area. Uh, they bring a good revenue in for the county, but I think there's some long-term issues that we got to address. Down south, I think we've got some issues with uh, health care. Um, uh, simple things like garbage removal, that sort of thing up here. Uh, I, I suspect, uh, you know, we want to make sure we have a robust educational program with Sol Ross. So whatever we can do to keep Sol Ross up and vibrant, I think that's an important thing up here. Is there anything you'd do differently than what's been done in the recent past? You know, I don't, I don't have any particular criticism of what's happened in the past. Um, I think that what I'll bring to the table is a skill set uh, of experience and financial background, and my goal will be to leave it even better than I found it. Okay. Um, I, I think that the issues um, arising around ambulance service in the northern part of the county are very top of mind. Yes. Um, not just for voters, but for parents who send their children to Sol Ross. Right. Um, and just to give a little background on that, we are we are losing our contract with West Texas Ambulance Service, um, as both of the Scudder brothers who've been running that for decades have um, have unfortunately passed away, um, and so that leaves a big hole in Northern Brewster County. What is the what is the best path forward? You know, there's uh, we're, so it's a good question because we, as you know, Terlingua Fire and EMS uh, as the first of the year. Uh, stepped up and said, we'll cover North County for the citizens of North County and Alpine for 120 days, just so that the county can have some breathing room, county and city can have some breathing room to figure out what the solution is. I think there are a couple of solutions. I'm on the task force to to look at where we're headed for EMS. Um, and we're holding the EMS together right now, but I think there's a couple of things that we're looking at. One is we, we've looked at the hospital district. That's sort of been ruled out at this stage of the game. Hospital district really isn't in a position to operate an EMS. Mm -hmm. I think the other choices that are on the table are would be a county-operated system with city support uh, or some third-party, uh, uh, you know, for-profit entity that might come in and operate it. We're looking at both of those options. I don't have a an answer for you on that one, but I, I we're looking at we're we're looking at a lot of options, and I think we'll have something in the next thirty days. Okay, um, last question: mm -hmm. Is Joe Biden the legitimately elected president of the United <laughs> States? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so no yes, no no. I have no yes, no no. Okay. That is all my questions. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and switch out people okay. real quick. All right. 
Thanks if for the Big Ben by. is on your trip agenda, Front Street Books needs to be your first stop for field guides. Shop early. They're super stocked with holiday inventory. Pick up that field guide. Journals are a good mystery for nighttime reading. They have all the best sellers and a wonderful children's room loaded with treasures. Something for everyone. Front Street Books, your local independent bookstore. 121 East Holland and Alpine. Don't forget your bookmarkers. They're free. Monty Kimball went to public school in Alpine and graduated from Sol Ross with a degree in political science. He managed the family ranch in North Brewster County and for a time ran a downtown retail business while working seasonally for a local certified public accountant. At 36, he enrolled in the Texas Tech School of Law and worked as an attorney, ultimately taking a job as the assistant U.S. attorney in the Alpine Pecos Division of the Western District of Texas. He retired in 2019, though he maintains a limited civil practice. Welcome, Mr. Kimball. Thank you. What qualifies you for the office of Brewster County Judge? Well, I, I think, you know, you just went through my qualifications. I've, uh, you know, a judge, you look at what the Brewster County Judge does. You've got an executive administrative function. You've got a traditional judicial function. The administrative function, you know, that's going to require business sense, being able to count money, uh, run businesses. And I've, I've done that, you know, until I was 36. Uh, that's what I did. I had the accounting background. I ran a business. I ran a ranch. And then after I went to law school, I also ran a law practice. So I've had uh, quite a little bit of business experience. The judicial uh, part of it, I've, I've, I'm far away the most qualified candidate on that because I've practiced law for 30 years. And nobody else has got that kind of qualifications. I've tried over 100 jury cases. I've mediated hundreds, if not thousands, of cases. What that does for me is it gives me the ability to, you know, work your way through problems, convince juries, convince uh, contestants or parties that are having uh, contests, uh, you know, to find a solution within available resources and make the tough decisions when they can't. You, you can take it to the courthouse when you need to. So those, are, you know, in a nutshell, and I know that wasn't quite a nutshell, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a nutshell. <laughs> that, uh, those are my qualifications, or what, what I think qualifies me. Right. What county programs need more attention or development? Well, the county programs... Uh, uh, you know, we've always going to have uh, limited resources in Brewster County. And I, uh, and we're right now, we're going to have two big problems coming up as far as what I see happening. We've got uh, problems at Sol Ross. We've got a dwindling enrollment. And in the Brewster County, I mean, it's not like that's a county program, but it's going to be a county problem. And so we're going to have to look to see what we can do to keep that resource uh, active and involved in our community and in our economy. The other one, of course, right now that we're having a lot of trouble with is, which, as you mentioned, we're having the 911 ambulance service mm -hmm. problem here. And, uh, and that's going to be quite a problem. And so that's the one, and, and I know that Greg is involved in that. He's on the, uh, on the uh, task force, I think they call it. To look at solutions on that, but I mean, we've got to have tourism is our probably our number one industry, 
and we've got to, we can't have t a viable tourist industry without having viable 911 service and, and hospitalization and so on. So, I, you know, those are problems that are not directly under the purview of the county or the county commissioners. But those are problems that we're going to have to look at and deal with somehow with the other entities that are involved here, the city, the whatever else other entities. Is there anything you do differently than what's been done in the recent past? Well, you know, I, uh, I, I don't like to be critical. I like to stand on my own merits. Uh, the only thing I, wanted, I would say is I'd be maybe a little more transparent about what's going on. Okay. Um, you mentioned the ambulance service already, which is my fourth question, but um, how do you see how do you see the path forward through that? Do you think that's a county department at some point? Well, I, I attended one of the task force meetings and I have talked I've been walking the streets a lot talking to people. And I don't know what the path forward is, because at that meeting, I mean, they were talking about two paths forwards, either the county taking it or possibly a private entity taking it. And, you know, any way they do it, it's going to cost money, and it's mm -hmm. going to cost a lot of money. I, you know, I, I listened to the numbers they were throwing out. I haven't confirmed any of that. I trust it's right. But... Uh, you know, I've, I've talked to other people that say, you know, a lot of counties like us have a volunteer uh, 911 service similar to the, our volunteer fire department. I don't know how viable that is. I mean, as far as saying this is the path forward, I'm just not ready to do that now. Okay. Last question. Is Joe Biden the legitimately elected president of the United States? <laughs> I don't have any reason to believe that the election enough. No. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say he was not, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That is all my questions. So we are going to take another quick break. <laughs> that was a trick one there, Betsy. <laughs> And, if the Big uh, Bend is on your trip agenda, coming, Front Street Books needs to be your first stop for field guides. Shop early. They're super stocked with holiday inventory. Pick up that field guide. Journals are a good mystery for nighttime reading. They have all the best sellers and a wonderful children's room loaded with treasures. Something for everyone. Front Street Books, your local independent bookstore. 121 East Holland and Alpine. Don't forget your bookmarkers. They're free. We are back, and uh, Ryan Skelton is um, our next candidate. He is calling in today, um, so we are waiting for him in the meantime. I'm sure that's him. All right, Ryan, I'm going to lock you in. You'll hear everything going on, and here we go. Hold on a second. An Alpine native, Ryan Skelton, has worked in law enforcement for over 20 years, including almost two decades as the chief deputy of the Brewster County Sheriff's Office. He is with us now. Ryan, are you there? Good evening. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Okay. What qualifies you for the office of Brewster County Judge? Well, I've been serving in law enforcement in the community for over 20 years uh, between the Alpine Police Department and the Brewster County Sheriff's Office. I've served a little under two decades as a law enforcement executive as the chief deputy for the Brewster County Sheriff's Office. Um, these, these experiences give me a deep involvement with local government and especially with Brewster County. 
during my time as a chief deputy, um, I've uh, applied for multiple grants, been awarded millions over the years. Um, as far as non-law enforcement, uh, my family's from Alpine in the area. We, my family's run a trucking company since the early 1980s. That trucking company has served Brewster County and kind of gives me some experience in equipment, material acquisitions, some road construction. So it kind of gives me some experience in the, in the road and bridge aspect of it. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with, with the criminal part, being, being in law enforcement as long as I have, and the administrative part, uh, being involved with all that I've done administratively and with the judge and the commissioner's court. So I feel like that that uh, qualifies me pretty well. What county programs need more attention or development? You know, as I visit around the county with some of the departments and stuff, one of the biggest things that we've noticed is um, employment. So some of the we're, some of our departments are dwindling because we don't have a way to, um, I guess, develop younger employees, or we haven't. I'd like to find a way that that we can develop our younger employees or develop employees that can start taking over. There's there's a lot of people fixing to retire. There's some, some people leaving, and so we need to make sure that uh, there's some younger people that have the initiative to take over some of those spots, and I think that's going to be a big challenge over the next few years. Another challenge is going to be employees for law enforcement. I know that with the sheriff's office, that's always been a challenge for the sheriff's office, especially in South County and stuff, and I have some ideas on how we can kind of, and we've kind of instituted some of them already, but I have some more ideas on how we can make those appealing and kind of get get that up to up to speed also like we've talked about the emergency services that's going to be a huge challenge here pretty quick as well is there anything you do differently than what's been done in the recent past you know i'm sure that if we got down to the specifics i probably would but i'm not here to monday morning quarterback anybody um i feel like that if we wanted to talk about specifics we could go through some of the some of the different uh choices that have been made but at this point um no, not really. Um, back to the ambulance service issue. What do you see as uh, the best path forward? Well, so I think the two biggest challenges are, are employment. So what I see is if we go with the county-operated aspect of the EMS, that works the best. I think it's the least expensive from what, what we're talking about. But the issue there is the employees. The employees are going to have to be local employed, and they're going to have to live here. If we go with some kind of a, a contract, we might be able to reach out and get employees, kind of like what Pecos County does, where they bring employees in from different areas that have a lot of experience. But the uh, financial aspect is huge on that. So I don't have all the numbers, but we'll have to explore some of that. You think it ultimately becomes a county department? I think that that would be the best for the citizens if we can make it work for the employees and for the department itself. Okay, last question. Is Joe Biden the legitimately elected president of the United States? Well, I have to say that we have to believe in the legitimacy of the presidency or our system fails or we'll lose faith in our entire government. So whether or not you or anyone else believes it or not, we have to believe in it and we have to stand behind it from this point forward. All right. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Thank you. You have a good evening. We'll do the Democratic candidates for county judge next Tuesday. 
Early voting starts February 14th at the Valbeard Complex on 7th Street, otherwise known as the Old Library across from the courthouse. You can also vote early in Marathon, Terlingua, and Studi Butte February 22nd and 23rd at the community centers. Election day is March 1st, at which time you'll vote in your individual precincts. More information, including sample ballots, can be found at brewstercountytx.com backslash vote. Search Hear Me Out Alpine on Apple Podcasts and click on follow so you'll never miss a show. If you miss it live on Tuesdays, listen to the podcast, which is uploaded about an hour after the broadcast. If you don't use an Apple device, you can listen at hearmeoutalpine.substack.com. Subscribe there as well for my free newsletter. You can also email me at hearmeoutalpine at gmail.com. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone Or the times they are 